Hello, and welcome to episode 173 of the Gaming Fix podcast on May 22nd, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite Electric Six song. I am joined today by Allison. Okay, I don't even know. think I know what that is. Uh, Do you so. know the song Gay Bar? No. I want to take you to a gay bar. Gay bar. No? They're like all no. dressed as Abraham Lincoln? Extremely no. Okay, well... This this was this was a mistake. You you should listen the, to that, Electric Six. Gay Bar was one of the one of the songs that in their music video have a conversation about whether about uh, Abraham Lincoln's sexuality. Hmm. I see. Uh, that is the voice of one Alex Arona from Super GG Radio joining us today. Yay! Hey, what's good, Internet? Uh, I okay. I had to pull up a list here because I uh, Dance Commander's pretty good. Oh, it's real good. Uh, down at the McDonald's, pretty yep, solid. Yep, everybody's down at McDonald's. They're done with Ronald McDonald. Now they're getting they're hitting the bottles, and everybody cool. Yeah, there we go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, Danger High Voltage is classic. Yep, yep. That that one. Rumors that Jack White uh, did the backup vocals on that, but never Ooh. confirmed. Yeah, uh, they, but the, for the music video, they just got some like old Canadian grandma to dress in like latex bondage gear and like make out with a lead singer. They're a yeah. wild band. Yep, uh, the best concert I've ever been to, bar none. They're they're on my list. They're on my list for sure. Like uh, they did like three encores, and it was wild. Uh, small they, venue, so it's like yep, guy dressed as the dance commander. Ooh. Okay, yeah, you have to. Yeah, uh, I I go to a lot of that's that's my like avenue of like going to shows is going to sing concerts is always it's like usually like the dive bar shows. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, sadly, one of my favorite uh, bands, the singer just passed away, where they were uh, a punk band, but they're they had the attitude of punk, but their music sounded like uh they they kind of inspired like uh, Bella Bordello or you know thing like like a very circusy kind of music. Mm-hmm cabaret almost and uh i was in a it wasn't a mosh pit but i'll say it was a a waltz pit they made everybody get partners <laughs> and waltz okay in that a sounds fu- that sounds fun yeah. i would go to that show <laughs> they were a very good band they were very wacky and wild and they had a giant horn section all the time oh that's the best i once i was at a like pretty small show and the opener i just saw that they had a couple dedicated horns and i was like this is gonna rip all right <laughs> let's go <laughs> they had a flautist in, in a punk band it was oh good. bless yeah. uh, i Al- love that allison i have sent you a link and i just want to get okay. like, your your live reaction to the first like i don't know 30 seconds of this video okay okay um it's uh it's very good uh my best friend's sister introduced me to this band and they are, they are like ridiculous, but also they just like fucking I, know, I feel like this is something that I should know about. It was yeah, the it, it definitely, like this- mm-hmm. the, uh, the official version okay. is like the censored version is weird. Cause they censor war. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. It's uh mm-hmm. he, he's standing up. He's got the short shorts on. 
Yep, it's uh, this video is something else. You should uh, watch the full thing later. It's everybody. I, I will. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take up more time. Yep. But it's just like looking at this. It feels like there's like this alternate reality of just like a band I should know mm-hmm. and just don't. And it's very weird. They're, but they became very prolific. Like they put out a lot of records. I kind of fell yeah, off. Yeah, I was but. looking at their Wikipedia, and they're just like they have a lot of a records. lot of records. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the early ones are really good. I don't know about the later ones, but early ones very good uh yeah i i think that uh the their outlandish singles are what kind of dr- drove them to be known and right. obviously their their stage shows are that of legend but yeah. uh that music video again i didn't say anything about abraham lincoln's sexuality just that he is a sexual being which is something <laughs> i had never considered uh, oh yeah no it's like like when people started talking about like oh his sexuality i'm like wait like, I guess he had sex, but, like, I just never considered that as a possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, there, I don't know. Uh, there's so many weird jokes I could make here, and for once, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> stove top hat. Stovepipe hat? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's a thing. Sure. Why not? You know what else is a thing? Video games. Video games? Oh. Yay! You, you know, the reason we're presumably here. Presumably. Um, presumably. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll we'll let the guest go first this week. Alex, you you brought a, a, a cornucopia of games this week. A, a real wealth of video games, considering uh, each of us only have one and have probably not played that many video games. I'm kind of all over the place uh, for the fact that uh, our podcast, the Super GG Radio, does a lot of beta tests. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the other thing is that I, I also do a lot of freelance review for a couple of websites. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kind of mess around everywhere. Yep. And uh, the first one I, I brought is uh, Scourgebringer. Uh, that is... was that came out, what, last, yeah, last year? Uh, maybe. Uh, I remember, it was it Getty. Yes. Getty brought this game when he guested, uh, also of Super GG Radio. Uh, like when I think that was when you did your like first like beta play of it. He he came on like right around that time and talked about it then. Yeah, it it came out I think last year. It is a it's got the the kind of map of the original like Legend of Zelda, just different screens uh, or like you know a, a Binding of Isaac, but it's two D platformer. You have a you have a sword slash, you have a heavy slash that reflects or stuns, and then you have a uh, like a laser pistol. And as soon as you get into a room, it locks the door. And now it's, okay, here are these like seven enemies. And it, the metal music kicks in like Doom, where all of a sudden it just like guitar riffs and it just hits hard. And you're like, okay, well, I got to double jump, slash, dash, and kill all the enemies. Presumably without even touching the ground, as mm-hmm. uh, there's just all, like walls you can wall jump and bounce off of and sort double of jump like, and dash. Sort of like a Celeste almost. But like the bouncing it, it handles the really well like Celeste. It really does. And uh, the the reason I've been playing it is because it is one of the last games on the PlayStation Vita. Yeah. I did not know they were still letting games come out on the Vita. I think they're I said, stopping, aren't they? Well, I said one of the last because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I got to re- I got to review the last PlayStation Vita game. And then I looked it up and they're like, no, there's like three more games coming. Well, and also they were about to shut the store down. And so like, there were going to be like 
you're gonna have like two months to buy this game up until you know they were like okay yeah. you're right we, we won't shut it down we you're right you're right but I, I wonder if I wonder I, I still think that the decision to not shut that down was because of people like us who are like oh we gotta panic buy Vita games now and they're like oh the, there was a spike in sales okay no, me and me and Allison have been in, in DMs going back and forth because I was like, "Well, <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do? Yeah, I, buying Vita games, and I'm like, I bought my other Vita. Then I have a I have a list of Vita games I need to buy at one point, and it's very long. And then they they announced that they weren't gonna do that. I was like, Oh, thank God, <laughs> I don't have the money for this right now. See, I pulled the tr- uh, I pulled the trigger. I paid t- uh, 150 for a used Vita. And I paid two hundred and ten for um uh the one of the largest memory cards. Oh my shipped god! To me, shipped to me from Japan, and then I then spent I think one hundred and fifty dollars on just straight like okay, well I gotta get this this JRPG from PS One and this yeah, one and this one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm, I think I'm about there with the with buying games, but also I still have like so many more, and I like uh split them up into. Like these are available on other platforms, or but this is only available on Vita, or like it. It, it was a whole thing. So I. I mean, at I, least you're organized. I just panic bought. <laughs> no, see, that's why I got organized because I was like, I know that if I just panic bought, I'd be like, oh shit, I guess I can't pay rent right now. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, the Vita. That's kind of where I've been at. I'm uh, playing some of the Scourge Bringer. It's it really runs well. I think it really bodes well for like the handheld i don't think it came to switch so uh I, I it was on game pass and i don't think it is anymore uh so it it's also coming to ps4 now so sure sure yeah i think i, I think i remember this game because i think i remember when getty brought it and i was oh, it's like on, it's on switch this game looks oh, nice this game looks rad I, I should play it now you you brought this and so i started looking at stuff on google and i'm like this game looks rad i should play it it's it's very fast paced and it's got the the roguelike elements the 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 knock against it for me was that um you know each boss you get to there's a uh, they you go to the next biome and you see all these different biomes but the enemies don't really change per biome so there's probably about 15 to 20 enemies the entire game. The bosses are very unique and very, very well designed. There's good patterns to memorize. It gets very intricate dodging, you know, getting these bullet hell situations or parrying yeah. at the right time is very tense. But it's uh, a little samey on the normal so, enemy kill front. What what changes between biomes, if anything? Like, I see there's kind of like an icy biome. Does that, like, make you slide around or something? Yeah, you get you get to slide around. There's different hidden, uh, you know, you you get, you hit, attack a wall and it reveals uh, an extra hidden room or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you could buy uh, you you meet different merchants that you can buy different upgrades and stuff like that that really change up the the play. Okay, interesting. The the other knock against it is that I forgot the Vita. You have to like there's a back touchpad because mm-hmm. they only have one mm-hmm. one shoulder button yeah well two shoulder buttons but not but not like four yeah yeah not four so one, I, one the touchpad is so the touchpad is is a button and oh i would totally forget that well I, they said oh shoot shoot your gun and i was like wait how did i do that i did it on accident and i think i played like 10 minutes before i was like it's the touchpad oh. that's like that's not, not a void right. 
No. It's so it, I had to avoid not like, okay, I cannot touch the back. I cannot touch the back. <laughs> and that, I kept doing it, but yeah. it, was, it started giving me cramps. Definitely. So, yeah. Scourge Bringer was, uh, it's a very good, it, it runs great on Vita, no slowdown, uh, no drop frames or anything like that. Okay, sweet. Yeah. The, the Vita yet lives for a few more months. And for all of us in our hearts. Yeah, it, that's true. <laughs> I got to uh, transition. What else is in our hearts is uh, me and Allison always have in our hearts Persona 3. Yeah. Oh, I, I was so excited when I saw this in our document that I had, I had to take Alex and be like, oh, my God, Persona 3. I have, what- I have heard mm-hmm. things about your Persona 3 play where I'm just like, I, I don't know what you're doing over here because I listened to Super GG Radio and you're like, oh, yeah, I tried to do a social link. And then this this lady was like, hey, want to be my boyfriend? And I'm like, I, I turn off the game is what you say. And, you know, you just got to you just got to romance everybody. No, I, I had a very specific I was, you know, I had a goal. So I want I want this one. This is my social link. You know, you got to find your best girl. Who, who is who is your high school sweetheart? Uh, in in Persona Three, it is Yukari. Okay, that's my that's my best girl. That's the that's the the fir- the first one you meet. Allison, who was yours? Did you who did you have in Persona Three? See, I played as a, a girl in Persona Three. Still, who so, is your, who is who is your best boy? Who is my my boy was Akihiko. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was uh, he's a boxer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fit. He he was cool. Uh, I I only know these characters from Persona Four Arena. Uh, so I'm not overly familiar, and I didn't play enough of the, like the story mode in that because that was weirdly hard. Um, but yeah, the, weirdly the hard. Character an an Atlas game is weirdly hard. What? Uh, well, anyway. well, hey, Dragon Ball Fighters was amazing in like every way and approachable. And Persona 4 Arena, while very good and very cool, was also just like very difficult. Oh yeah, oh yeah, those. Uh, again, you got to find the right Atlas game. I think Persona three or Persona five is like one of the easiest personas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But uh, you know, going back, like I just had the Vita, and uh, after I, I went through the whole Scourge Ringer and I went through buying all my games, I was like, well, uh, I started a play. Th- I, I beat Persona three when on PS two, and then I started it on Vita uh, six years ago, <laughs> and I was like, well. Let's see where I was, and uh, I'm probably about uh, 50 hours in, and I was like, well, I remember I was romancing Yukari. Let's just keep that going. And, uh, Yukari's good. Andre. Uh, I, I, lo- oh, I just love all the characters in Persona 3. This is just so fun. Uh, Andre was referencing the joke that I, 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 again, I just started again, mid, 50 hours in, and I was like, okay, I'm, gonna go, I'm focusing on Yukari, and I go talk to another social link. I'm like, oh, this is level 5 out of 10. That's fine. I'll just talk to her casually. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, I've had you in my dreams. Me and, and you like, forever. I was like, oh, no. No. Oh, I definitely had that with, uh, like, with a lot of things in, like, that in Persona. And then also, like, Mass Effect, where they're, like, suddenly. And, like, this escalated way beyond where I was thinking it was going to escalate. And way faster uh, than you would. You're like, you're really, exactly. like. You're like, okay, I, I feel like we're at a good clip for friendship. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, now there's... Uh... We're a casual acquaintance. Yeah, we are good chums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that, I mean, that's how that's how high school goes, right? You're like fight, you're fighting the demons, and then you're like, oh, hey, let's hang out, and then suddenly it's like, oh, are, are we dating now? Oh God, this is not so, what I meant to happen. <laughs> that is uh, that that speaks to me in a lot of ways. I think I was that person. Are we dating now? No. <laughs> But Man, I, I misread that altogether. I, I was going to give you my Letterman jacket. <laughs> I don't even have a letter yet, but I was going to get one just to give it to you. <laughs> I gave so many. I had my class ring given to so many people. All right. <laughs> it's, it's just passed around like, oh, I'm going to give this girl. I'm going to give you my class ring. I'm going to then someone's like, oh, this is mine now. I'm going to give this to the person I like. Just I to, think there was a conversation where. Or I did you just order like ring ten class rings and be like, "This <laughs> is real special. Expensive. I've never done that. I know. I never got one because I was just like, yeah. I, I don't want to buy that. <laughs> I did have a letter jacket though. I I had a letter. I didn't for drama. I got a varsity yeah, my letter, letter was in, in drama. Band, so yeah, I think mine was for running. Yeah, I, got, I never got the coat. Yeah, yeah. I, no, it was a, it was a good, it was a good jacket. It was very comfortable. I, I wore it a lot because it was just like a very comfortable jacket. I think the only people I saw wearing a varsity jacket at my school were people who got it in the drama department because they got it as a gag. I I think <laughs> that it was a lot of people who like wore it because of like yeah. band. I think I did. I, I might have had a letter in debate, like, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it's like all the people who got letters for nerd stuff were like yep. wearing the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a conversation about, can I have my ring back? I want to give it to somebody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cold-blooded. <laughs> and then they're like, I lost it. I don't know. It's the type of thing where you're, like, where when you're in high school, that is, like, the biggest deal in the world. And then then as an adult, you're like, oh, okay. That, that happened. I think it's or, in a box somewhere. Or you maintain the personality of a person who does think it's the biggest, like, biggest deal in the world as an adult. Oh, no, that's the worst. Like, if somebody was like, here, I'm going to give you a class ring, and they're, like, in their 30s, it's like, oh, God. No, I lost my college, my my college girlfriend kind of, I still talk to her, but she pretty much kind of doesn't forgive me because she gave me her high school class ring, and then we broke up, and then I put it in a letter. And I just sent it back. sealed it. And well, no, but the problem is, is that I put it in a letter. I didn't put yeah. it in a package. I didn't put yeah. it in any secure way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just got a, an empty letter with a hole with, in it. like a hole in, in it. <laughs> Never forgave me. <laughs> I think there's, there's some salt there. Mm, you did her a favor. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, what are class rings but for things to get lost somewhere? So yeah. again, mine's in storage somewhere. I, uh, so, Persona three, I really, uh, I it's it's it, that's my warm blanket, that's warm soup belly. Mm-hmm. I just like wrap it around myself and just like hang out with my friends. All right, and that's why I love Persona two. That's it, just they should port it cozy. to the, the PC so I can play it and not have to buy a Vita. The like a, like a normal person. Well, they should. Well, they need to do like a version that has both the Persona three portable stuff. And then also the extra stuff from the deluxe PS2 version. Wait, I thought they because were the same. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. And there's like debates about what the better version is. Mm-hmm. And it's like if, if it's either FES or the um 
Persona 3 Portable. And I thought they were, I thought the portable was like the complete version. Uh, not like there, it's, it's debatable. Um, I, I just thought it had everything. Oh my. They're not the same. So, uh, basically we need to have a version that combines them and just Persona 3 Ultimate. Exactly. Persona Royal. 3, exactly. Yeah, per, Royal. Persona 3 Royale Persi- with cheese. Persi- Persona 3 Ultimate Royal uh, FES Golden Portable. FES Portable. <laughs> alpha. Dance, dancing all day night. Plus Alpha. No, it's not a Capcom bu- game. Like, I'm a, that one I'm a little salty about because I bought that day one. The, pers- the full triple dancing package. I did too. <laughs> those, those, those games suck. Like I, like it's it, like I have no problem with the Persona music. The Persona music is like all bangers, but the like that style of rhythm game is just terrible. The only rhythm game that is worse is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory or what, whatever Melody of Memory. I think that's what it's called. Uh, you, uh, that game is absolutely terrible from what I played of the demo. Yeah, no, but I the, have that. I have that deluxe edition on my shelf too. But I to be fair, I also I I there was some like price uh, error on Amazon where I got it for only sixty dollars. So I was like, it's practically free. Oh no, I, I could no, I got the I got the full price, and that would. Well, I was saying now I see it for like twenty bucks, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> still too much. I was so excited too because I was like so excited for Persona Three for that one, and then I was like. Oh, this is doesn't have the story of dancing all night. Mm. Mm. Yay! Oh, um, see, mine came. Mine came with all like a digital code for the for dancing all night. But yeah, get- yeah, it comes with it came with that too. But it like it doesn't have the same kind of like level of story. Oh mode. yeah, I just felt but like I wanted that for Persona Three. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like the the uh, even the visual novel stuff. I was like, okay, sweet, and I think I played. I got through two hours of visual novel and I didn't dance yet. And I was like, hmm, mm. I don't know. Yep. That sounds almost like uh persona four arena. <laughs> yeah. It's like two hours of two to three hours of visual novel before you actually play. And you're like, I appreciate the story. However, we could do this better. <laughs> we could do this while dancing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If they're not bangers. dancing, like what's the point? I know and the remixes, the remix. Persona Three is the best, as, as my favorite music. That's that's where I'm at. I, I, I would, mm, I like the music for all of them. I, I clean my house no, to Persona Three music. <laughs> I am my Persona Three knowledge is severely limited. Uh, I can I can give you the list of the bangers, but uh, the 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 it does remind me though going when when you play it. Uh, it I like to play three and four because you see a progression of how we got to five. Mm-hmm. This like the style and the music kind of really mm-hmm. hit a good point. Persona Three, but the the dungeon crawling aspect is mm-hmm. repetitive. Yeah, very very repetitive. I I kind of liked it for that, just because it got it, it just got to be kind of like you know you got into that um, kind of groove with it where it just felt very cozy, but at the same time it is very repetitive. Yeah, I, I I got to a point where I hit the top, and they gave you a barrier, and you're like, you can't go past this until the next story. Oh yeah, and so that's where I kind of like, well, I'm just passing days now. I'm just kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who's the next person I need to build a level with? Who's the next person I can just like? Knock I mean, out that's that's how I get with all Persona games. So it's like I I just like go through all of the uh, 
fighting as fast as I can, and then I just have like two weeks, uh, two in-game weeks of just nothing but yeah, hanging out with people. That's fair. I just uh, I, I hit everybody that I thought was very interesting, and now it's uh, okay. Now I'm gonna see the the French guy who's in home ec or the the guy who really likes food. Like, okay. oh, I want to try all this fancy food, and I was like, okay, but I don't, I don't know if I love your story arc, so. <laughs> but, but I capped out everybody else, so I'm good. And I'm like, well, now I'm just gonna study, I'm gonna study, 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 get max knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad I glad I going back to that. Sure, that's Persona Three uh, on the Vita, I assume. Yep. I like oh. how I say I put not much to say here. And then I spoke on it for like. Well, I mean, I mean, well we got into class you rings. You Persona Three with me, so yeah. there, there was, uh, there was a lot to unpack there. Uh, what else? What else you got this week? I don't know what you want to talk about next. Um. Okay. Let's uh go into uh, kind of keeping uh, J-pop uh, unbeatable. Okay. Unbeatable. Uh, I think it's white white tape. Is a free game. Uh, on the on the Steam uh, Valve Steam Store, I don't know if you if you've heard of it. No, no, I, I only use the uh, EA Origin launcher. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that one before. Uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's a rhythm game. You have a, a a little anime character in the middle, and they will be facing left, and you'll see. Enemies come from either the top of the screen or the bottom of the screen. Oh, the, this game. Oh, is this? Yeah. A, is this? A, you're, you're playing a demo. Uh, I, actually, I think the game is free. Unbeatable white label. Is the because uh, it's on label. Kickstarter. Uh, oh, oh white. What? Let's. What's the light? Okay, I gotta look this up. Because it says they're it's on, free to play. Yeah, they're on Kickstarter. Maybe this is uh, demo tapes. What is this? Yeah, it's a demo. It's a demo oh, is it? of, okay. the, of the Kickstarter game, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's very good. The music is very catchy. It does kind of have that that persona feel. It's just a little... Uh, I'm trying to think. It's like the D-pad is the top attack. Mm-hmm. Face buttons are the bottom attack. And it's any one of them. Mm-hmm. And even the D-pad is not even that. It could just be the stick. Sure. And... Uh, that's it. It's just and you and you can dodge attacks too. So uh, attack the enemies. If you see spikes, dodge them. She'll go left. Then she'll go right, left, right, and it'll actually kind of switch it up. But uh, I'm here for the music, and the music is very good. Nice. very fun. And the, the 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 animations are very like brightly lit, brightly colored. Uh, fighting little like bunny characters or or monsters, and there's supposed to be like more like again visual novel stuff. And unlockable music, but so far in the place that I've played, it has got quite a bit of music already with hard modes and remixes and stuff. Sick. I've, I wonder how that Kickstarter is doing. Uh, just because, like, I, I remembered seeing, like, the video, the pitch, and uh, let's see. Uh, goal of 55000 and they raised $267,402. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that, that see, funded in 15 hours. Wow, that's you don't see that often. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. If they get up to 300k, I, I guess. Uh, let's see. 
trying to see. They're if they got up to three hundred K, they're going to do online multiplayer, cool. and uh, they but but they didn't get there. I don't know when it ends. I think it's over. And but they did get two hundred K, which is r- remixes and acoustic versions of the Psalms. The songs. Ooh, yeah, I'm on so, board for that. Yeah, I said I said Alice in the Link. I was like, you made like this this kind of Japanese rock music and happy mm-hmm. happy stuff. No, I I think I'm gonna be super into that once I actually play it. I didn't realize there was a demo out though. But, oh yeah. But estimated delivery of these things is December 2023. Mm, okay. Ooh, the, yeah, wow. the game the game is gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there. I will say I will report in as of right now they are doing very good work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the mechanics are just a little finite with it only being basically two interactions. Yeah. But the music and animation are really well. So. Cool. Yeah. All right, that's unbeatable. Uh white label, right? White label is the demo version. Yes. All right. And then we got I got I see uh very very valet and silicon dream in here. What are we what are we looking at next? Uh do you want a do you want to talk about a party game or do you want to talk about Papers, please. Let's talk about the party game because that flows nice from like the rhythm game stuff and like the poppy oh. music and you know that go from there to and then afterwards you got to go after the party you got to go to your day job and you're hungover and it's terrible. So okay, that sounds good. A very valet, very very valet is a. It's trying to be like an overcooked or a moving out. The the I like to call them the jo- the party game job simulators. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're basically I, I brought these to people's houses, uh, both overcooked and moving out. And someone just told me, "Goes you just like to do work when you're playing games, don't you? <laughs> like you're just you're just doing. You could do this and get paid at a job." So, like, I don't know. so uh, it is. Uh, you are pick, grabbing a car from somebody parking it and then they come back out and their car gets a little like a big flag on it with a with a number and then you'll know like a person mm-hmm. comes out say like 15 and you have to go to the parking lot and bring it back that so it, it the the driving is very it's one direction only so you mm-hmm. pick a direction and your car just kind of turns that way mm-hmm. so there isn't very fine turning or anything like that it's a very wacky hard to control mm-hmm. especially because your camera doesn't change just like a top down sure uh view uh, i just found that they it they they give you like a parking lot and they say move the cars there but you don't have to you can pick someone's car just put it on the side of the road and then just wait for them to come back and then just grab their car and give it to them so but it does give you like fun uh things like you can tokyo drift and you could they give you like a, <laughs> a level where you're just knocking down pins uh or trying to hit these targets and uh, even when you deliver the car they give you a spot and you can just throw the car at them like you just oh. hop out while the car's moving and hit them with it, and they're like, "Oh, great, thank you." Yeah, I got you. You got your car. How would you say this compares to something like Roundabout? Did you ever play I, Roundabout? I never played Roundabout. Oh my! What is Roundabout? Oh my. Roundabout is a game about the world's only revolving limousine driver, rotating limousine. What is it? Let me let me find it. I, my Steam won't connect. I got a new like router and. Steam won't connect for some reason, so uh, let's see. Uh, roundabout. Whoa, this is wild. Game, yeah. And yeah. It's made by No Goblin. Uh, you, it's an FMV game. 
and uh, you're it's a spinning limousine, so it's just like you know it's a limo, it's long, and it's just spinning like on its like center axis axis. So you have to like drive it up and down mountains and through towns and stuff. Uh, all while and you have a jump button. Yep, it's uh, it's very good and goofy and very silly. Just, just murdering people. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, fans of Giant Bomb will see many familiar faces in there. No, no Giant Bomb people themselves, but like friends of the site and stuff. Uh, developed by, oh, what's his name? Dan something. Dan Stapleton? No. Is that his name? Oh, that makes sense. Uh, he's Australian. Uh, they're the people who made uh, 100-foot robot golf. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy this. I'm yeah, it's, right it's, it's very good. Uh, Roundabout is amazing. I'm I'm loving this FMV. This driver is very sassy. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good, very good. It, it's it seems very good. Uh, it actually, the, uh, I would say that uh, very very valley looks a little like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you're not a val- you're not a limo spinning, but yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. looks like that. The animation style. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, it's a it's a fun party game for multi. You know, I like to do couch co op uh, with my partner and and. Uh, it's, you know, uh, I throw the car, take this car and park it, just throw it at her and <laughs> grabs it. And I'm like, oh, I got to get this next one. And, uh, you know, these wacky situations that, you know, you just end up yelling at it across the room. No, not that way. The other way. No, not that. Oh, I'll, I'll get it. Okay. You get this other one. So there's uh there's fun planning involved. I just, uh, they, they start, and they start introducing portals and, uh, the parking lots on top of the building and you can just drive off the building <laughs> to give it to them. Oh, great. Yeah, of course. But, you know, that's yeah, people need their car quick. They got to make a yep. quick escape, so makes sense. Like car launchers and stuff you put it on a catapult. <laughs> so it it's it's a it's it's another one of those. I, I think that it's 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 very fun. I just am um I'm starting to wonder if I'm starting to lose a little bit of the the gusto for those. Mm-hmm. I think there've been I've a lot of those. A lot I I I'm very I'm one of those people that's been uh champ trying to champion those games. I've I've mm-hmm. been playing them. I've played through both Overcooked fully um moving out. I just but I do think that I'm starting to hit a point where I'm like, mm. well, this is this is trying that, but I don't feel like it has the same yeah. kind of yeah, just, like they're like, "Okay, what if we do this? What if we do that?" And then after a while you're like, "Well, it doesn't work the same." Mhm. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same feelings. It doesn't have the same multi. You know, overcooked. You have different activities that you can do, different orders, putting things together. And this, it's kind of have has the one thing. Mm, sure. So I think I feel like the variety is starting to get lost in in other yeah. jobs. That makes sense. So yeah, I th- it's very good. I just yeah, wondering if, how much that genre has uh, left in its legs. That well, you know, it's got a car now. So if your legs don't work, like I'm sure you can like <laughs> work work out something with like some sort of like uh, hand paddles or something. I think I don't know. Did you know? Oh, I I did want to bring this up. Um, the the PS4 they gave you an add on that lets you have the hand paddles, right? The back buttons, yeah. I don't know. They're not really paddles. They're just like weird buttons at the bottom. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I was kind of wondering. Like everyone kind of thought, oh, the PS5 is going to have that. Yeah, and then they didn't. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? So yeah. So I just that, and also I was wondering, what's the deal with airplane food? 
Can I do that with my PS5? No, you can't use that thing. It's like a different thing, I believe. Uh, but yeah. It's so weird that they that they're like doing like that. The last year of the PS4 or something, and they're like, oh, hey, back buttons. And yeah, I totally thought, it was like, oh, well, the PS5 is going to have back buttons. But no. It was 20 bucks, which was like perfectly affordable. That was like, that yeah. was a sweet spot for me that I was like, I should probably get one of these. Well, I kind of, I, I kind of want that. I imagine, like, I imagine they'll put something out again. But yeah, it's weird that they did that for the PS4, but not for the PS5. Like, because they had already like worked out the technology and like the precedent. So it's like, oh, uh, you know, of course, if they came out, it would they would all be like sold out and being flipped by you know scalpers. But still. And then they'd be selling them for like a hundred dollars no. when yeah. they originally were twenty. Yeah, it just like they're, they're yeah. It just seems like uh, sometimes they're leaving a little bit of money on the table. The other one was uh like the PS Five not having a that you can buy the splash the different themes. Oh yeah, because I definitely thought I'm like I would I would probably buy a, a like a near theme for the mm-hmm. PS Five right now. The, I mean, I recently bought a <laughs> theme for my Vita, so like the the whole <laughs> like interface our, yeah. of the PS Five is kind of a mess. So it's yeah, it's so it's I actually it's fine. I don't have that much of a problem with it, but I do think that again, some customization would be uh, something that I would buy into. You know, I would that UI could change, and I would be. I'd be happy to move something around, you know, give it a little more color, a little bit more, you know, it's sadly, it's, it's got a quiet sophistication to it that I'm just like, I just want to put bells and whistles on it. And I want it to yell at me and get get some whistle tips. Yeah. Like I want to do something with it. Graffiti tag, the background and something. Uh, Yeah. The, the, like the homepage isn't that bad, but it's like all the menus, like the sub menus and like the, how do I like, uh, you know, find my settings and stuff like that, and like the trophies and stuff like that is just not great. Yeah, just again, it's got a, again a quiet. Whenever you go to a menu, like doom, mm-hmm. doom, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's nice, but I wanted to blast an air horn. Sure, like every time or something, <laughs> just make it obnoxious. Yeah, that's totally fair. You just changed your settings. There we go. See exactly. Give me the Final Fantasy theme. I the, I was using the victory theme. I think I was using a Final Fantasy theme on my PS4. I didn't Probably. like World of Final Fantasy, but I liked. I got that theme, and the music is very delightful. Which one was World oh. of Final Fantasy? Was that like the weird like Chibi characters? Okay, yeah, right. And okay. it would go through and visit. All like uh, different Final Fantasies, right? That was weird. Uh, we'll talk. Yeah, about it had a lot to bit. do with ten, and that's like a weird hang up for me. I didn't <laughs> like ten. I'm like oh. the one of the few. Everyone in the world is like, well, obviously the best Final Fantasy is ten, and I'm I'm over here going. That's oh. uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, once we get to news, but uh, okay, uh, and I believe you said something about some Papers Please esque action. Yes, uh, Silicon Silicon Dream is uh, this. This is this came out, and uh, it was just an indie that I randomly found that it's kind of spoke to me as a 
it's a another kind of job simulator where you are an AI and you're tasked with interrogating other AI that might be malfunctioning, mm-hmm. and you and you have to have different conversation paths, and you have to deter like the, your company, your corporate entity will give you a list and say, determine if this AI is completely broken and needs to be destroyed, only kind of broken needs to be wiped and reset, or it's fine, let it go. This is just Blade Runner. Yeah, yes, yes, that was a... It, it basically is, and I kind of need to play this. And that was a conversation we've had, instead of, like, this is just Blade Runner, and it's that, yes, that's... Oh, is. oh, okay, I I pulled up the Steam page, and it was doing the whole eyeball thing. It is Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Like, they... Yep. And, and so you um, you have to determine what, you know, uh, someone, someone will complain, my AI is getting snippy with me. And then you have to ask them why... But along the way, you can kind of poke at them, and you'll see them get pissed. And you're like, well, and you can pull up their sheet, and it says they're only allowed to get to anger level four. And then you'll see, you'll poke at them, and they'll get to anger level six. And you're like, well, that's a problem. That's mm-hmm. number one. And you just kind of go through, and, and they, the AI you're interrogating has a lot of depth to it. So you'll get an AI that says, like, why is my owner think I'm broken? Did I do something wrong? I feel really bad. I just wanted to, like express my feelings and you're like why do you feel the need to express your feelings and so you have to have these yeah really deep conversations how how much are you like how much uh agency do you have or is it like you've got like selected quite like selected prompts you can pick from or are you like typing things in it's selected prompts but they give you a lot to kind of go on sure so they expand, so it's it's one of those. You ask a question, it gives you an answer, and then it gives you seven more like possibilities yeah. because of what they said. Yeah. Okay. The and um, the tricky part is that the you you can play it multiple ways, and there are multiple endings, but you don't know. It's it's surprising how it ends up because you can play it where you're like, oh, I'm only I'm all for the AI, but if you mm. try to say, oh, I'm going to be only the corporate. You can wipe an AI, and then your corporate entity will say, well, that looks bad in press. So we don't like that you were too harsh on them, because then mm-hmm. the press is going to think we're, we're evil, so you got to do better. It's like, wait. Oh, so I do have to ride a line. There is a... Mm-hmm. You can't just go all one side or the other. There is or a variation. Or you, you can wipe all the AI, and you can make the company look real bad. Yeah, exactly. They'll get very... Very bad, then, very then bad they'll idea. wipe you because it seems like yeah you're you're an AI too so and mm. that is a real possibility. Mm. So it's 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 got a lot of depth. It's it's completely voice acted, so that's fun. You can there's a there's even like a little mini trust system that you can try to build their trust, so they'll tell you more. So if you start like siding with them a little bit, then they'll reveal more details to you that you can then use to say like mm. oh kind of I'm gonna. Oh, this thing is really, really broken. Or the AI says, I just kind of want to feel things and I don't know why I'm not allowed to. I just want to vibe. Yeah. And like, and how do you doesn't? tell, how do you tell an AI, like you're not allowed to vibe? Like, Oh, that's how indeed, how, what, brutal. you know, it's the answer is you don't because AI does deserve to just vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just hang out. Just chill. But anyways, I just bought that game, so <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it it I felt for them. I, that's where I that's where I was at. Is that I knew I kind of liked the game because I didn't want to wipe an AI because I 
I felt for them, and I said, yeah. like, you know, you just want to, you just want to do you, and I want <laughs> you to do you. Why can't no, you do you? Yeah, no, uh, no ill intent, just vibes from the AI. I think I told, I think I told an AI, like, you could do, you could do you, just don't tell anybody, just don't <laughs> make it apparent, and you're cool, just shh, you're good, yeah, you're real good. <laughs> it's like keep it on the down low, but you do you. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's where I kind of landed on that one. But they, you, there's multiple endings that you can do that are pretty varied. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, that's going to do it for Alex's games this week. But Allison, you, uh, yeah, you're bringing some more visual novel shenanigans. I am. I am. Uh, so the Famicom I'm... Detective Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, did you buy both? I did buy both. Uh, so yeah, both of them are uh, sixty dollars together. And if you buy, and, and so if you buy both, you get a discount on the other one. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's a it, each game. Like if you buy one individually, it's thirty five. But then if you buy the next one, then it'll be either twenty five. But I bought mm-hmm. it as a pack, a bundle deal. Anyways, Famicom Detective Club. Uh, this was announced in a Nintendo Direct a while back. Um, it's basically, they took, um, some pretty, uh, old, old. Uh, Nintendo visual novels from the Famicom era, uh, hence the name. Um, I think it was mostly on the, they were just on the Famicom disc system and they've, uh, up, updated them with new, uh, visuals, with new, uh, voice acting and brought them to the modern era. And I, just loved that both that idea and also i love um kind of uh detective type games or games similar to that like i love phoenix Wright and everything so Mm -hmm. i thought this was kind of a no-brainer for me to pick up so i am um i think about halfway through the game that was released first the missing air um Mm. even the next game is a prequel but i've heard that you should play them in that release order so i've been doing that seems sensible yeah, and and I'm I'm really liking it. It is very fun. I've been I I'm I'm just wondering if they updated anything from like from the writing from the mm-hmm. Famicom era because like did they just like did people just lose their minds because of this the writing because it's like it's I say I mean it it's really it's really good. Well, it only <laughs> really came good. out in and Japan, I'm, right? Like this is yeah, the first Western exactly. release. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is the first Western release, so that was also exciting that mm-hmm. they localized it. But I, I it's just, uh, it's it's a basically you're you're a teen detective um, who you start the game with amnesia because of course. And, Fantastic. Uh-huh. You said this Fantastic. is you said this is a yeah. detective visual novel, not a JRPG. <laughs> yeah, and and then you 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 are. In the middle of in- investigating the death of the matriarch of this family, and there is rumors of a curse about the family, um, and then just these uh, webs of uh, connections between the family members and the local town they're from, plus um, you're trying to find out why your memory is gone, uh, because you're, you're mem- you lost your memory when you're trying to find... You're, you're going to go speak to someone and find a clue, and then you lost your memory, so you're trying to figure that out as well. Um, but it, hmm. is, it, is, it has been really fun to play. Um, it's I feel like 
you you kind of need to have a decent tolerance for that kind of um, ace attorney type stuff where you're go- basically because the game g- gameplay itself is basically you're going through um, menus of asking people questions and going to different locations and in doing so you unlock different you unlock more of the story by going to different places asking people things something new is revealed uh like that so sometimes it can be you get to that point where you're like okay what the fuck do i do next okay Um, so it's not just you're progressing steadily and you just have to go through every like go through every dialogue tree you have to like find the right thing and then maybe go back to someone exactly okay yeah or or you might have to um the thing that i i don't know if i've seen really with other games in this ilk is sometimes you have to like press people a little bit where you ask people the same thing a couple of times and they're like okay fine i'll tell you or you (laughs) go (laughs) or you have to or you uh, examine something in the background and you go, huh, that seems a little bit weird. Ask somebody that. And then that might unlock some other dialogue or, um, one way I had to progress it was I just annoyed somebody and they're like, fine, just go, go away. And then I was like, all right, (laughs) okay, I guess that's what I was supposed to do. So there have been multiple. That's how I find out all my information. (laughs) There are multiple times where you're just like, people are just like, I'm, I'm just done with you. Just go away. And you're like, Okay, I guess that's all I'm getting out of them. Um, which is, I think is kind of funny because even though you are very much teen detective, part, some, some of it, some of the characters treat you very much like that, where uh, you're investigating this family, so you're asking, like, hey, what's your alibi? And, like, people will be just like, I don't have to tell you shit, you're not a cop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why are you asking me this? I already, like, told the cops everything I know. Like, just... Just like I'm not telling you, so it's like there's it, it. It does kind of play with that in a fun way, where you're just like asking questions, and people will be like, "No," and then you might just like, "Hey, can I look at this patient's chart in your doctor's office?" And they're like, "No, why are you? No, of course not." <laughs> you're twelve. <laughs> it's like you have zero authority. Like, here. You have zero authority. Like we're we're already like uh, appeasing you, like. You're at this crime scene. You're looking at. You're getting the autopsy information. It's it's like, but you, but you're not going to look at patient charts. Like that's not happening. Um, but yeah, I've just been I've been really enjoying it, and I think it's uh, it does these things in a really fun way. So I I've just been uh, it, it's been fun to do that investigation and. Uh, I, I feel like I mean, sometimes there are points where I've gotten like, okay, what am I supposed to do next? But there are times where it feels like, okay, I'm just pressing on this. And then you think, wait a minute, th- that's connected to this person. So you ask about that, the other person involved, and then that might unlock things. So it's, I, I, I feel like it's just really, really fun. And then I think I, I, I would enjoy these games, even if there wasn't that kind of fun history to it, but the history aspect of it being uh, games that were originally on the Famicom and got updated for modern times was really fun. What if, what if, and I'm just going to pitch this as a way to improve this game. Well, I'm locking. There was only one English voice actor because all the voice acting's in Japanese. There's one English voice mm-hmm. actor. 
Mm-hmm. The main character, the detective. And it was Daniel Craig doing his Benoit Blanc voice. Oh, bless. Okay. Everyone else was speaking this- Japanese. I was thinking about rewatching this movie. That would take that. Okay. That would take this game from being like, oh, this is great. I would definitely recommend it to like, this is the best game of all time level. <laughs> it, it was just you- like suddenly it's like, oh, this is Benoit Blanc. In, but he's actually a Japanese teenager. Do you feel like this has translated really well from the way it used to be? Or does it feel, do you feel the age? I honestly don't. I mean, I th- I think that, I mean, the thing that feels maybe the most outdated is the menu system. But at the same time, I f- if, as somebody that plays a lot of games that are like, like Phoenix Wright, for example, it doesn't feel, it feels like, similar to those and i wouldn't say those feel outdated so it's i i don't think it feels outdated at all and i'm surprised that the writing wasn't uh more outdated it's 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 i feel like it's genuinely has been a compelling murder mystery and there's there's still like i'm about halfway through and there are just so many different webs that i'm just like man i i just wonder how all these different things are going to start uh resolving themselves and I, I I'm just very I, I I don't feel the age at all, which is which is why I, I think it's kind of extraordinary to have that be have that history is and wondering if it just blew people's minds back in the day because I'm like it doesn't it it feels like it it doesn't feel like something that Nintendo would have developed at that time, which is why it's another thing too because it gets pretty dark with some of the like murders that you're investigating and some of the subject matter and I'm it's 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 fairly mature in a way that I'm like this is I I I just can't it's it's just hard to believe that this was like a Nintendo Uh, game that they developed but I'm just more like curious about some of those uh when they do bring those like older games back and then you know I've played a couple of them where I just feel like oh this is this did not uh, age well. I think the, for me, the most prominent, I, I played Saga Frontier, and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, this. Ooh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy this as I did." So I, I just, I'm more curious about how. I mean, but I mean, what it sounds like is that it sounds like those Ace Attorney games kind of still, or even just that genre has yeah. has kind of maintained a very similar through line of how they work, which is is which just it speaks to. It sounds like the Famicom Detective Club is a little bit ahead of its time. It, it kind of is. It. It, and, and then there are certain moments where I feel like I've done some interesting things to go like, I'm going to ask you about this thing. Or or there's a character, there's what's a character who's like, I was going to tell you something, I forgot. And you have to like go, okay, I think we're going to talk to me about Jiro. And then you ask and he's like, yeah, oh my God, yes. And you just like, and like, granted, you could have gone the whole like ask down the you know, several different options, but I feel like there's a lot of actual detecting with what you're doing in a, in, in the systems. It's, it feels like that's, it would have been totally ahead of its time. And I'm just really fascinated by the history of this game and how it is still extremely playable uh, years and years later. So it's, hmm. uh, I, I am just real, real into this. And, uh, it'll be kind of be kind of cool if they uh either brought this series back i know 
I know that they had a, a third game that was released for the Satellaview. So, you know, mm. uh, I if if Nintendo stops if, like pretending that the Satellaview never existed, it would be kind of interesting to see that. But I don't even know that one that well. The Satellaview? Mm. Oh, that was like the internet, like the Super Famicom, uh, like internet subscription thing. Where oh, basically, okay. they broadcast games at a specific time. Oh, what, usually. What? Oh, um, yeah. If, if, if you're looking for some interesting uh, Nintendo history, the Satellaview is really is it's pretty wild because it's basically very specifically like uh, like it, it would broadcast games like TV shows. So you would very specifically just like I, I think you could also maybe download certain ones or you could. Uh, Save some things, but it's but it, it like they broadcast the games like like for this one they broadcast it over the course of three weeks and each week had like an hour where you played it. Okay. Um, and they have but they have that for um like Legend of Zelda and very like a a wild a big variety of games that have been that are just Teleview only. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting and I'm like. It's it's very and it's it's also fascinating because those are games that you can't really play because they're all broadcasts. But I think uh, people have found ways to like kind of recreate them a little people bit. People have but. been trying, yeah. But then there's also like uh, some of them would be broadcast like with voice acting, um, wow. which was on the Super Famicom. So and a lot of that has been lost or the music that they broadcast with sure. it. And wow, yeah. So it's yeah. I think it's I think it's really it's really nifty and. I I would be I, I'm already just really into this. Um, I've heard that the second game, from what people have been saying, is is even better. So I'm just like super jazzed to play that as well. <laughs> and awesome. hopefully one day the third, maybe the third, and just see that kind of wild Satella uh, view games. Good. <laughs> Thanks for that history lesson. That was one that I was completely unaware of. Oh, ah, I, 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 I love that old stuff. But yes, Teleview is rad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I, I don't know, old, old history? games, history, long running. I mean, Famicom oh, Detective uh, Club is not necessarily long running, but it's old and has a history. Uh, Resident Evil also has yeah. quite a history. And uh, I played through Resident Evil Village. Uh, You finished it? I finished it like two weeks ago, uh, but then (laughs) it wasn't on last week. Uh, Actually, I finished it last week, but then my internet crapped out right when we were going to cast. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't talk about this. Uh, But now I can. And yo, that game is good. Is it? Oh, it's it's so good. I really want to just kind of force myself to play it, even though... I think I'm too scared for it, but also like you can put it on easy and that will take away a lot of the, like the stress because it's, but if I play it on easy, well, Madame Demnitrescu step on me is the issue. She'll do, she'll do a lot to you. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, so this game is like weird. It's, we talked about it like two weeks ago, uh, when I first started and it's, way more action heavy than resident evil seven it mm. it's like 
there are there are scary parts and like definitely spooky parts that like takes away your power but from the get-go this game is like we're more of an action game than we are like a survival horror you know the survival horror is kind of broad but it's not like a silent hill or resident evil 7 where you were like scraping by like early on when i was getting into combat i was like oh i've got a hundred handgun rounds and i'm like two hours into the game uh which is like i'm good with with, yeah (laughs) and and later on i what i did like run out of ammo so it was like oh okay i guess i need to be a little more careful but it just it's pretty consistent in that in like its tone but while so it's consistent in tone while managing to hit like different kinds of like horror and uh like story beats so like first off you start off in the castle and then you do more of like a haunted house thing then you've got like a kind of like a puzzly area like the the middle of the game is more puzzle heavy than it is combat heavy um and then you get more combat heavy at the end, which these games always tend to do. As they're like, we're just going to throw as many enemies as we can at you. Uh, but the last, the last bit of the story was like surprisingly like engaging and like interesting, mm. more so than I think any Resident Evil game ever has been to me. Mm. Like normally they're like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is some wild stuff. And this uh, Resident Evil Village has some wild stuff at the end, but it also has some really interesting, like, lore implications and Mm. just, like, general, like, outside of Resident Evil, like, ideas about self and identity, uh, which are pretty interesting and cool. Do you feel like it sets the tone for, like, I I feel like... uh the last like resident evil one through six or even yeah. zero yeah. and all of those goes goes to a very it's very themed or thematic so i and i saw some it, oh yeah it, please please continue that all i was saying, i'm curious if this if the six or uh, yeah no seven and on mm-hmm. if you feel like this path going if it does set a really good path for the future of say the next six games or do, and and or do you feel do you feel like it's a good path? Uh, so, well, they've said that seven, eight, nine are going to be a trilogy. And so nine mm-hmm. will be the end of this trilogy. And the thing they do at the end of eight village is really wild. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, it's not something they've ever really done in a resident evil game before. And they've done some wild endings, but it like, it it sets i don't want to like give it away but it sets up the ability to put lots of like revelations type games which are like kind of like side stories or like oh while well, this was happening this other thing happened or like here's the backstory on 5 which i think is like revelations 2 maybe something like that so like it sets up for a lot of that and then sets up for a very interesting like next like mainline game uh to like continue the story of seven uh which has gone on um and then i saw someone talking about i can't remember the exact framing they put it in but it basically was one through three are like the like the bioweapons like 
breaking out and like accidents happening and like first getting exposed to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, four through like six are about bioweapons, like starting to be like um, secreted away and like obtained by um, like used in like warfare and military operations and as weapons and then seven onward is like the public fallout of that kind of stuff happening mm. uh like as just like overarching kind of themes of the series and i thought like that's a pretty interesting way to put it that's and that's really neat yeah yeah i think i saw that too yeah um and i, I think they do a lot of interesting stuff with village and it's like the writing is pretty good all the way through the characters are interesting the middle middle of the game is it's got some good stuff but it's also like kind of the weakest part like weakest part in terms of those things but like the end and is so strong for it it was just absolutely incredible some one of the stupidest things i've ever seen in a resident evil game probably (laughs) the stupidest uh but it it was like stupid in a good way where i'm like what is what are you doing like this is not even this doesn't make any sense uh this is like like it's something that you say this is dumb but in a very fun oh yeah i was like it was it's so stupid and like pat messaged me when he got to the point he's like what what is happening (laughs) this doesn't make any sense why is why is this person here (laughs) so so you do feel like it is a good uh, path forward for the series. Yes. yes, I I think they they set up for some interesting new stuff, but there's also like stuff that I want to see more of that they kind of like skip over. But I think they'll revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they, I, they didn't I don't know what their plans are. The one thought was that they wrote themselves into a corner, and now no, it's no, they, they absolutely did not no they maybe wrote themselves too far out of a corner <laughs> <laughs> now they're over here there's like there's no quarters left in yeah, here no, guys this, this they opened up the world they put vampires and werewolves in it yeah I, I, that like that's kind of the coolest thing is they got away from like the zombies because like and they did that in seven too but then like eight village uh they were like oh it's not eight but also it's eight because v i l l or whatever uh pick one pick pick a thing and stay in your lane but because they are so varied in the enemy type uh it actually feels like very fresh and cool each time you go to a new place and like have to fight new things uh so that that was nice to see now, how does uh, and, this how does this tie into the monster cinematic universe? Like, are we going to fight actually, a Kurt Russell? Some dude was like, "Hey, Resident Evil Village stole my monster design and put it in their game um, from like some cinematic, like some director or something. Like, stole my they stole my monster idea or whatever from my movie. Uh, I I did not look deep into that, but." Uh, I'm I can only assume that Ethan Winters is going to like chop off Tom Cruise's hand or something. There you go. You get the place m- it on. Oh. He's he's going to steal Tom Cruise's hand and put it on his own body and then like Ocelot in mm. Metal Gear Solid mm, yeah, yeah. he's going to go undergo like 
hypnosis therapy and become and then, Tom Cruise. And then Brendan Fraser's there. On. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, well, I mean, there's only one true mummy. And it's, it's me. the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> thick boy, Brendan Fraser. He he did get thick. I heard you guys talk about it, and the, and the entire way I was like, yep, yep, mm-hmm, Brendan Fraser, I'm in. Let's go. But, I mean, have you seen a picture of him recently? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I, man is just like a solid slab of meat. He, he, did a, he did an interview, I think. I can't remember where it was. It was like a, a 10-page full, like, where's Brendan Fraser been, like, mm-hmm. interview with? He's just talking about his horses and... Oh yeah, it, it's, that was the it's whole like, thing. It was sweet. like, is it like, was it like George of the Jungle where he's just running in the pasture with the horses, and all the ladies are like, "Oh my god, he's so hot." Yeah, uh, it was. It was a different type of he's so hot because he was just he was like, the horses are people, and I just I talk to them and they they understand me, <laughs> and I was like, I'd never I never thought like horses were an attractive quality in somebody that they care about horses, and then I'm like, oh. Brendan Fraser um, sold me on um, on horses being on horse boys. I, yeah, horse I've, boys. yeah, I've known enough horse girls that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's oh. Also, in Resident Evil Village is the mercenaries, which came back from like Resident Evil Four, I think. Uh-huh. How uh, was was that? the last time? It's pretty cool. There's only like three levels, but it just becomes like a score attack mode, mm-hmm. uh, and which is like it seems weird for like a Resident Evil game, but. They're just like throwing hordes of en- enemies at you, and you've got like three to five levels in like each like zone or like you know the the stage you can select, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you're scored on time left, damage taken, all that kind of stuff. And you can buy weapons between runs, and you just have like so much ammo; it might as well be infinite. And you can use that. But so it's very fun to just like rack up like headshots and kill a bunch of enemies and upgrade your weapons to be stupid powerful and make like you know get like a fifty kill combo chain and then like cash out and finish the thing and if you get like a high score you can unlock weapons to use in the campaign like if you go mm. back through and like infinite weapon infinite ammo and stuff like that which is always fun. Uh, yeah, play through the game with like infinite rocket launcher and stuff like that. It's always silly. I just flash back to Metal Gear Solid Two. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey Snake, need a clip?" Like, no. Points to his bandana. Infinite ammo. Yep. Yep. What? Oh, uh, yeah. And so that is going to do it for our uh, game section. But I do have a question from a listener. Friend of the site, a uh, friend of the podcast, Chris Edgerton, wants to know, why is everybody freaking out about Starfield now? And I think I have an answer for this. Okay, I was one. I saw that and I was just like... Ah. I mean, I have, a co- I have a couple answers, but I mean... So, I think, I think there's a, pr- a pretty simple answer to this, and it is that there's not, like, a... It's the biggest, like kind of unknown right now it's yeah like before it was cyberpunk and cyberpunk was announced in like 2013 or some something like it was announced like ages ago 
mm-hmm. and before even the Witcher Three was announced, and so like waiting for like people were waiting for that, and they were so hyped, and then it came out, and you know your opinion on Cyberpunk, whatever it is. Now there's not a game like that. Like there's not like a mass market mm. game like that. You could argue like Star Citizen or something kind of for some people is sort that of, game. But like but, it's not but really it's, it's not the mainstream. mass market. Yeah, yeah, it's not the mainstream. And so people need like that that game like oh it's going to be the best game. Elden Ring is like kind of up there too. Uh but even yeah, that is like it's, it's got the souls baggage of like oh it's hard and blah blah blah. But you've got I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's really, like, I, I think people have been questioning what Konami's been doing since they've come back, but that's not as old. But And that's, like, so... Cause they're, and they're also kinda, has Konami baggage, too, it's, of, well, like, oh. It, I mean, well, well, they're I just mean, coming back the and, last, like, yeah, two years. Yeah, and, and, yeah, Konami's weird, but, like, they, we also don't know what Konami's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we know Starfield's a Whereas thing. this is a tangible... Yeah, game. I'm kind of, kind of, maybe, maybe. Uh, It's you know, people, people are like losing their minds, speculating on release dates and stuff like that, and it's, it's because it's like the biggest mass market thing that we don't know anything about, really. Uh, You know, God of War Ragnarok. They put like a date on it, which was a mistake. Why? Why did they do that? Or but. Yeah, it's just, it's the big thing. Bethesda got bought by Microsoft, so now there's even more, like, discussion. Like, oh, is it going to be exclusive? And stuff like that. And the longer it's not out, the more I think it'll be exclusive. But I do think, like, if it was coming out, like, if they were like, it's coming out in November, I would be I would be shocked if it wasn't on PlayStation 2, just because they would have put so much work into developing oh, that. I, as well. I thought you as meant well. PlayStation yeah. 2 as, no. yeah. The PlayStation, I was like, I was like dig, okay. Yeah, no. The PlayStation I, yeah. also. But <laughs> Where it will Jason, also not yeah. run well. Jason Schreier was saying that the game is coming out later than people think, and a lot of people are thinking 2022, but I think, like, maybe it'll get late 2022, like, a date. And then it'll be pushed to 2023. I wouldn't be shocked about that. I have a lot of like uh, bets with friends uh, who, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. I'm like, no, no, no. Citation needed. Um, Well, I'm I'm currently losing the, hey, they're making a Borderlands movie. No, that's not happening. I'm losing that one. I, uh, hey, yeah. you know what? They, they're that cast has me like actually like you know what? Maybe I'll watch that Borderlands movie. They got they got Jack Black, Kate Blanchett. And, like this and, is uh, this. It is Kevin like Hart. a weird cast, but like a like a fun weird cast. Yeah. Like I I could I could see I, I yeah no I I'm in the same boat where I I've I've liked the Borderlands games in the past, but I'm not like I don't know if I need to watch a Borderlands movie. And then you see the cast and you're like. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and it's like half that cast is from Juma- the new Jumanji movies, yeah. which also which rips. Every time I'm just like, this is stupid. Why would you do this? And then I watch it. I'm like, that was solid. Oh, let's make another one. No, that's ridiculous. You're lucky you got away with that one. Oh no, this is really good. <laughs> every time it's like, man, those Jumanji movies are solid. I don't know I, how they did that. They, they got a they got solid cast. Like you know, you put The Rock and Jack Black in anything, and I'm just like, and yep, Kevin Hart okay. apparently, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'm less sold on him. Like he he's all right, but like yeah, it's, it's got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in the Borderlands. Oh, you're movie. right. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like 
Hell yeah. Borderlands movie, baby. And it's, I'm just like, this is, this is not, this shouldn't be a thing. Uh, Elden Ring, I, I, people really like those Bethesda games. I could not get into them, but I. Wait, think, wait. Why are you talking about Elden Ring and Bethesda? No, I'm sorry, not Elden Ring. I'm sorry, not Elden Ring. Starfield. Um, uh, Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, people I, like those games. I am not as huge on like Elder Scrolls. Is that what you're thinking about? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. Elder Scrolls, yeah. I don't, haven't gotten quite as much. I, I think the thing that has made me intrigued about Starfield is I'm, in terms of setting, sci fi is generally like space mm-hmm. is generally very something I would want. And so it's like, basically, if it was one of those, but in space, I feel like I would get into it deeper. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, I just don't know what it's going to be. And I don't know. I'm surprised nobody nobody in your group has gotten into Fallout 76, because that apparently is good now. Pat was defending it, yeah. but... He, yeah. He he is definitely the, the like the Bethesda RPG person is, in our group. He is the Bethesda like, person in our group, for yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I, like, you know, I played 50 hours of Skyrim, and I still, like, I was, you know what? I don't like this. Uh, also, that's another thing dist- with Starfield. I get too distractible. Sure. That's another thing with Starfield is, like, the last, like, they're ha- I, they've put out Skyrim for, like, 10 years. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. Like, in November, it'll be 10 years of Skyrim. They put out Fallout 4 and, like, Fallout 76, but, like, I don't know. I didn't like Fallout 4. I thought it was bad. Um, so it's hard to say um, what's going on, but... Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's it's like their first new IP in a long time and all this stuff. But people do need and to I chill. Mean, people people joke about it, but like, pe- like about especially the re-releases, but people like Skyrim a lot. Yeah. And so it's like, this is going to be like kind of the next one that's people are thinking is a sort of going to be like Skyrim, but in space or I mean. It might give them more time. You can go there. I might give them more time to start cycling through those games. So it'll be Fallout in four years, Skyrim in, in you know, the next uh, El- uh, Elder well, Scrolls. I mean, and... they've already announced the next Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah. yeah. They gave I you mean, a logo. Did they? Th- yeah. <laughs> well, not even, they panned yeah, across the uh, footage. It's a good and looking like, logo. Elder Scrolls 6. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I mean, we knew that they were going to make yeah. another one. I mean, uh, yeah, they just had to. I mean, they were doing damage control because they knew people were going to be mad about Fallout seventy six at the announcement. Uh, just because, like, you know, they're like, "You're making an online game, another online game," and like, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think it's just I, that people don't have people are always worked up about some game, and yeah, you know, th- it happens to be Starfield now because. Like the Bethesda acquisition has questions like swirling, and there's like there's not much else interesting that we know about. Like we know what God of War, like the next God of War game is going to be. Like there's mostly. actually a like, I don't think it's going to be too leaks, drastically though. different from from Starfield. Yeah, I've seen I've yeah. seen some like you know I don't know, you know fake or real screenshots uh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. over the place, but. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, there's still so much we don't know, and mm. so uh, again, it's their first new IP in ages. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, and I've got one more listener question here. Okay. Uh, Allison, you want to field this one? This one comes from oh. Super GG Radio. First of all, 
How dare you? Oh, I say, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, oh, did we get another one? But yeah, you just saw that. All right. I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we just, we just dare. No, that, that is fair. We dare. We dare. We yeah, dare. We just, you uh, know, gaming we, fix. We dare. <laughs> <laughs> get on the Twitter. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you want your question answered on the podcast, please head to twitter.com and find us at Fix Podcasts, where uh, you can send us your questions or email us at gaming at fix.space, and we'll read your question on the air. I got a question real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, as a listener, uh, I'm surprised that, did anyone talk about, maybe I missed it, in Near Replicant, cut, cut, what does, how do, can't, can't. Kaine, 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 Kaine. No one mentioned that she Naruto runs. I think I think Naruto. we mentioned that. I think Alex did you? Mentioned I, mean, that. I might have missed that one. I like I haven't played it. Only Alex Galinas has played it. I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. Alex G, our producer, uh, he played it, and I think I re- recall him saying something about Naruto running. Okay. Okay. Good. Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. There was there I'm was talk leave of your Kaine. controversial. I'm going to leave your controversial fruit opinions alone for now. Look, fucking orange. <laughs> not like, not like sensually, like, like, yo, an orange can do one. <laughs> and with Damn, that, you're just really, you're just dropping bombs left and right. Yeah. I mean, I already said this, like, I don't know, two you're weeks not big ago. Into fruit. Weeks. I like fruit. I got a, I got cherries and strawberries in my refrigerator. I just don't like bananas or citrus, like, or specifically oranges. Or grapes. Gra- yeah, grapes. No, get out of here. I don't like oranges. I like it like a Satsuma, a Mikan, uh, a cutie, you know, whatever you want to call them, a Mandarin. Uh, but like like a normal a normal orange, like a navel orange or whatever. No, get out of here. Not even no. I still like peeling them. Yeah, no, that's garbage. And then they just they don't even taste that good. Damn. Uh that's gonna bring us to news. And uh <laughs> I, I picked this first story because we've got Alex with us today. And it sounds like that rock band CKY may have leaked the existence of a new Tony Hawk game. What Maybe is this rock possibly. Band game? No, no, rock no, rock band game. No, 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 no. The rock band CKY. Oh, oh, okay. As a yeah, skater, okay. I assume you're familiar. I am uh, very familiar with that. I, I that's why I was like, did they make a rock band game rock that band was just CKY, CKY songs? <laughs> they don't have a lot of songs. <laughs> They had one album, two albums, and one yeah. one single. Yeah, that was uh, really hot. But yeah, so the singer, I believe, Jess Margera, 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 for CKY, said that they have a song coming in the next Tony, like the new Tony Hawk game coming out, mm. and and then went on to talk about the remaster of one and two, like. So, like, they're aware of the remaster and weren't just like, oh, we got a song in that, that their new Tony Hawk game that's coming out and not, like, in the remaster or something. So, maybe there's a new Tony Hawk game coming out. That's pretty wild. Like, maybe it's, like, it's... a remaster of 3-4 or something. But also, like, Vicarious Visions is now a part of Blizzard. So, 
Who's doing yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, does that expand their team now? Maybe now it could be other people in Blizzard plus Vicarious Visions. You have like, I, now you have more resources. I doubt it. Uh, remember, so remember in Call of Duty Black Ops One. There was a way, I think it was like on the main menu, you were in like a chair in that like room where you were being tortured or whatever. There was a way to stand up and run around behind you. And there was like an arcade machine mm-hmm. where you could play like, I don't know, like Pac-Man or some shit, I don't know, like Asteroids or Missile Command or something. What if it was that, but you turn around and in the new Call of Duty, you go back behind and there's like a PS2 and you can play Tony Hawk 3 and 4 inside the new call of duty i really like three so i'm in i'd buy i'd buy a call of duty for that all right yeah, allison would cool. you buy call of duty to play uh, tony hawk three and four probably not <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's nothing i like i'm like i've liked tony hawk games in the past but you know probably not to be to be uh honest this is not the first time uh skateboarders aren't <laughs> they don't pay attention. No one knows. No skateboarders really like following NDAs. That's not something that's part of their their, yeah. their, their day to day. Yeah, yeah. So when they get any kind of news, and unless they're specifically told, you are not allowed to tell somebody. And they're still even that. It's like a fifty fifty shot that they're probably just going go on mm-hmm. go on their friends' podcast and being like, "Hey, I'm doing this thing, and it's pretty cool." Or yeah. F that company. It's yeah. so CKY being you know those people because that's that is Bam Margera's uh, brother. Okay, yeah. That's so what I I, I can imagine them being in a world where they're just like I I don't know. Yeah, we're doing that. That's that's probably fine. I mean, Bam has not been in those games because of uh, him not being well. You know, mm. wish him well, of course. But all right, that's like I think there was I think that's how the first Tony Hawk remaster got leaked. Mm. Was uh. It's actually a skateboarding podcast that I uh, listened to mm-hmm. called The Nine Club. And they were interviewing a pro and they were like, yeah, I'm in that game. It's be good. <laughs> and it was like, wait, there's a game? And then that that was like on IGN and all over the place. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a new Tony Hawk Master. This <laughs> skateboarding podcast leaked it. And they did not. They were not aware of it because I, I listened to them. And I'm like, a, I, I, I have like a little back and forth with them on Instagram. And they're like, dude, we've been swamped with video game press and i don't know how that happened <laughs> <laughs> all right we did well uh let's move on to our next news story which is uh y'all know time splitters i mean i never played them but I'm, yeah like i am less familiar i know there is love of them but they're first person shooters right yes I, I've never played one. Is that something I should do? Yeah, no, yeah, I, they are... All the hottest Time Splitters news right here. First person shooters. I've looked on Wikipedia, Yes, they are. So, yes. <laughs> it looks to be like GameCube era, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. almost uh, GoldenEye-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... Okay. On Wikipedia, these the games are often considered spiritual successors to GoldenEye. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, and the levels are all, you know, you're going back in time. Okay, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm more on board now. So this is brought to us by the fine people over at uh, Deep Silver and Embracer Group are re, like, you know, bringing back the uh, Time Splitters IP. They have not started development on a game yet, but they felt uh, they have opened a studio, uh, Free Radical Design, 
which is using the name of the studio that made Time Splitters, I believe. And they're going to make a new Time Splitters. Because they oh, they bought so much IP they, and they're just sitting on it. So. Every time I see D Silver owns an IP, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, they did buy that, huh? But hey, yeah, like this can start to give hope that they're actually going to do stuff with that IP that they bought and have been sitting on as they own. Like they keep buying up studios and buying IP, and they're just they're unstoppable but now they're at least gonna make something with it it seems and and like from what i understand people love those time splitters games at least i i've heard about them a lot as somebody who's never played them so it would be nice if um you know people who love those games got a good good new one yeah i that's i just i don't know if i deep silver they don't for me they don't have a like I like their, I, I I'm looking through a lot of their games, and I and mm-hmm. I did really, uh, I like what they have, but I don't I don't necessarily feel uh, ne- necessarily confident as they're as they have kind sure. of gone well, under in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's more like I mean, Embracer Group has so many things now, and and it's going to be a whole new studio. So it's like you know their parent studio, Deep Silver, but then you know smaller studio and stuff like that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish uh, Dead but, Island to you. you <laughs> I, I I never saw this answered, but it, like the person in the Dead Island two trailer really sounded like Jack Black. Hmm. And I, I just it was I don't think it was ever confirmed or anything. But I was like, is that is that Jack Black? But hmm. yep. Uh, yeah. So time splitters. I guess you can. Everyone can lose their mind about time splitters instead of Starfield. You heard it here first. Wow. Okay. Uh, our next news story is kind of a big one. WB Games is being broken up as AT&T is spinning off its media business uh, and like into different things and kind of like shuffling things around because they like AT&T, I guess, doesn't want to be in content creation. Uh, so it's. Okay, let's see. From Video Games Chronicle. On Monday, Mm -hmm. telecommunications giant AT&T said it had agreed a a deal to offload WB Games' parent Warner Media, which will merge with Discovery to form a new standalone company billed as one of the largest global streaming players. Who cares? Uh, Let's see. Studios Evolved, Rocksteady, NetherRealm, Monolith, PT Games, uh, Traveler's Tales, Avalanche, uh wb games wb wb games boston wb games los angeles san francisco san diego new york okay yeah so uh presumably i don't know i don't think like these studios are going anywhere like because like rocksteady is making the suicide squad okay uh another realm uh, we don't know what they're working on but there's rumors of like a marvel game uh monolith is that, do we know what monolith's doing i don't think so i don't think so now. are they the ones on that that new batman game could no, that's be wb montreal that's wb uh, montreal yeah i know yeah gotham knights gotham knights i'm surprised Avalanche. they're doing another middle earth another middle earth game uh they might be uh i don't remember how that second one ended I don't think I actually finished it because it got way too grindy. 
Uh, yeah, Avalanche. I didn't buy that one yeah. because I heard it just got so grindy, but. Yeah. Avalanche, the Hogwarts Legacy, which was, I think, that mobile game? Or, or No, is that the no, one that's, no, going to that's be coming out soon? That's, yeah, that's the one that's coming out in 2022. And that they the, keep uh, trying to say, oh, we don't know J.K. Rowling who. Um, yeah. About, yeah. Uh, and then, like, yeah. So I, I don't think these studios are really going to be going anywhere. And, like, all the everything's kind of staying together. So I don't think there's going to be too much of a difference. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see if there's anything that happens, but yeah, and it would be real wild to sell those studios when their entire business model has been around, except for like Nether Realm, like they have you know they have Mortal Kombat and stuff, but like so much of their stuff is based on using like the those properties, like the Warner properties, uh, like very heavily. So like. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's weird. They got like they got like two Batman games, right? They got the Suicide Squad, then they got the other multiplayer Batman. The yeah, Gotham Knights, and, which I'm yeah. pretty excited for. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, uh, and I think they pushed all their games into 2022, so like they don't have anything coming out this year. Yeah, I think COVID hit them hard. Yeah, so you know, uh, well, and like Gotham Knights was supposed to be out last year, and then they're like, oh, mm-hmm. 2021. Now it's apparently everything is pushed to 2022 or beyond. So, take your time. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll see something in like the coming weeks at E3, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, next news story: it, Sony has patented, I believe, patented its own game betting system where salty you bet. could. Yeah, I was gonna say, is salty, salty bet. bet like just? Man, is salty bet still going? Yes. Oh yeah, but I think it's awesome. gotten like messed up by like Twitch, like oh, I bet. Em- embed rules, and like they like want you to visit the site and not like embed your stream elsewhere and stuff like that. I I don't know, um, but this Sony thing seems like it could be used for like esports stuff, where you could right. uh, you know. So they bought Evo, right? So they've got like the fighting game tournament stuff, and that you could put. Like, you know, bet on the outcome of matches if there were, like, cosmetics. Like, say there was, like, Injustice or Mortal Kombat, and they've got, like, all the cosmetic stuff. Maybe you could bet some of your cosmetics, and then they would go, okay, we got your cosmetics. And then if person you bet on wins, you get stuff in return or something like that. Uh, but You lose, if- and you're like, I lost my scorpion skin! Yeah. Uh, I worked exactly. for weeks on that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that stuff can get real sticky with, like, the the rules. But if you've got, like, a big company like Sony doing it, I imagine they're not going to try too hard to run afoul of the rules and be, like, too shady right. with it. But you will you will get absolutely people, like, ruining themselves on the betting, like, somehow. But if it's all, like in-game earnable stuff then like okay like i guess because like it's a locked system as long because like there's an issue with like the steam stuff because people can sell that a lot of those things for like real money like dota right and then you get into like um you know people trying to do basically casinos or you know weird yeah, yeah some of the weird stuff that they've done with some of the steam things but yeah wasn't there a company that was uh like, what was it? One of the NBA companies that were like giving uh, people, like they were just sell- like selling their in-game currencies or something like that under the table. 
oh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if they've heard that, but it's like, I, you know, shocked that that would happen. Yeah, I think yeah. that the, there was somebody that uh, at, at at the company itself, like giving in, like someone was like giving them like a hundred bucks. It's like, right, well, here's like a bunch of in-game currency. Here you go. It's like under mm-hmm. the table. Like, I mean, I guess like it's just weird that that's the that's the way to make a side hustle. I work <laughs> in this company and I can get you some mm-hmm. some e some e currency. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's all like virtual currency is all just a scam. Um, I mean, get that Dogecoin. I think this is like one of the biggest like we already know like you know jim ryan is like the european part of sony and like european europe is running sony now um but mm-hmm. like this would not come out of japan like they're they're very strict about gambling and that kind of stuff like ties to the you know gang life and whatnot so uh interesting to see but uh yeah. gang gang yeah uh that's <laughs> sony trying to get into gambling, become their own Vegas or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, if they actually do anything with it or if they're just like, yeah, we're going to patent this because what if we want to do something with it? Uh, our next news story is Final Fantasy brand manager Shinji Hashimoto, Hashimoto is uh, stepping down. Uh, and But they'll continue to work behind the scenes. They have been doing it for I don't know how long does this say um let's see serving as an executive officer and head of the company's business division three wait since since when he joined in 1995 and served as a producer or exec producer on virtually every final fantasy installment since 1997's final fantasy 7 uh and he this happened at the final fantasy 14 fan fest or whatever it was he handed over his role to uh, Yoshinori Kitase, who was the director on Final Fantasy VI, Seven, and Eight. Designer for some of those Game Boy games. The best Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII. Good. There's no there's no, no, there's no, no dissent. Arguments. Good. I'm glad. I'm sure I could have. Other I haven't played it, but I've heard. I've heard. You know, I've heard people who love it. So. It's not it's not my favorite. My favorite is six, but I think that eight is a very, very good game. I think seven is a very good game. I think uh, nine uh, did not age as well as I would have liked. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, Allison, you should play Final Fantasy eight. I think I would like it. So I, I do want to. I on on my Vita, I have, I have downloaded a bunch of Final don't, Fantasy games. Don't, don't, don't play it on the Vita because. No, I'm not going to play that one on the Vita. You, I just have like. Four and six, and uh-huh. probably yeah, no. play it on the Switch. Yeah, uh, I think so. yeah, yeah, like the and yeah, the new one. Like you also don't have to worry. Like oh, if I do like no battle, no random battles or something, I'll be under leveled or whatever. Because they actually had a thing where the the game scales to your level, mm-hmm. so you could go through that whole game at level one if you want, and like it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, but then there's like the draw system and some people don't like that. Like, you know, it's whatever it's, it's uh pretty interesting and it lets you get really overpowered early on if you really want to, and you're devoted to it. Uh, so yeah, hmm. that's, uh, that's our news for the week. Uh, I will say bad. that there's only one final fantasy I haven't beaten. And that was 10. I mean, I don't count 14, but how, how far did you get? 
Oh no, no, no. That was a decision. I got okay. to the point there's a there's a there's a button that says go to sin. And I said no. Uh is that <laughs> That was out of spite. Like I played that game the, just to get the, the, just to spite it. At the very beginning? No, or? no, no. At at the at the very end where you have all your team on your ship. Oh, okay. Oh wait, so you almost you were at the end of the game, you're just like, no, I'm I'm done. I didn't I don't I didn't like it that much. I was uh-huh. playing it just to make sure I, I wanted to say I've beaten every single Final Fantasy, and that was one where I said I beat it enough because mm. I didn't enjoy that one. Okay, but that's a personal. It's a personal choice. I I understand. I think I played more of X two. Uh-huh. I like that that intro. It's hot. That, that my my girlfriend sings the song at uh, karaoke sometimes. Which one? That from from ten two. Yeah. See, that's that's a good song. Yeah, man. The the but the opening of ten is so hype. Like the Blitzball game. Oh man, it's so good. See, I I I failed that. I wasn't I wasn't good at Blitzball. At no, all. not not playing the Blitzball. Just like the CG Blitzball intro at the very beginning of the game. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, yeah, fair. I just I I liked one character. Two no, I like two characters in that entire party. Uh, Lulu and Kimari. No, Lua, Lulu and Oren. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I was fifty percent, not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, now we don't normally do this. We've not done it before when you've been on the podcast, but I actually have a question that I've been meaning to start asking people. Um, you're going to be the first. Okay. And it's gonna it's gonna kick off a whole wonderful discussion that'll open up a whole new world of possibilities. Uh, so, Alex, as the guest, mm-hmm. I want to know what is your earliest video game memory? Like the first game you remember playing, or like you know, uh, whatever it is. Uh, the two that stick out in my mind is uh, the first video game I ever played was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on uh, Sega Genesis. I was, my, my mother was uh, weirdly protective and my dad just kind of bought me whatever under the sun. So it was kind of like, and you know, I was a divorced family. So I was like, it, mm-hmm. it would go to my dad's house and he'd be like, here's video games. And I go to my mom's house and she's like, only on the weekends. So it was mm. <laughs> weird dichotomy. But uh, Sega Genesis was the first game that I could play that I felt reasonably adept you know adept at i could beat levels and move through uh but for the most part i was actually kind of a a very nervous kid and i couldn't i was so nervous about video games so uh i would watch my brother my big brother play video Mm -hmm. games and he uh pre-twitch what he used to do is he used to have a vcr and he would record himself playing games on it on a tape and I used to watch those. I used, I used to watch those. I watched him <laughs> play all through Final Fantasy VII before I did because I was little, I was too nervous to to play games like that. Oh yet. wow! And so I that's kind of where my memories are is that like playing Sega Genesis and also watching him play lots of games and watching tapes but, of him play like, games. Cause was there like voiceover on those tapes or was no. it just okay? Yeah, so it wasn't like through like a v like through a camcorder or something, and then he was okay. That's and it wasn't even like he was doing entertaining stuff. I remember I watched no, yeah. like forty five minutes on a VHS of him grinding. Why? Like, Why did he record <laughs> these videos? I don't know. I don't know. He just <laughs> thought it was cool that like you could do that, and he just was like, "This is this people will watch people play video games one day." And it, it was kind of brilliant at the time. Now that looking back at it, like, "Oh, that yeah. actually became a thing." 
and you find these videos and like I don't know, you could you could make something with that, I bet. But that would I can be, ask him. That's weird. That's wow. I mean, I'm sure other people have done it. I've just never heard of anything like that without like outside of like media people like having to capture for like, you know, GameSpot video reviews or whatever. Like that's just huh, interesting. My dad was kind of a pirate. So he mm-hmm. he would um he had double VCR setups and he would rent movies and then record them, mm-hmm. and then that that of course led to us being like oh we got we got somebody that can uh, chip your PlayStation so we had like uh uh-huh, okay mm. which which was actually the the funnier part about that is that that also led to us not not only playing like I, that's where I got into JRPGs is because then I was like well I now have every JRPG that ever existed on mm-hmm. PlayStation One that's coming out but also led to a lot of weird Japanese games mm-hmm. that uh, never came to America. Uh, did you know, like, uh, you ever heard of Irritating Stick? No. I think it did come to America, but it was, it was like a Japanese game show where you were just, like, it was a stick. You were, like, the, all you see is a circle, mm-hmm. but it was a stick, and you're running it through metal lines. Okay. So you just don't, you can't touch the sides, yeah, and then it becomes yeah, yeah. like a... Oh, it'll have like a spinning propeller. You have to move it around, or okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sounds yeah, like so a Japanese like, game show or something. Yeah, or um, I saw one that was just uh, it was just rock paper scissors, just mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. all and it was complete Japanese. Yeah, no English, but it's like, well, I could figure this out. It's rock paper scissors. Uh-huh. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Huh. That's my like uh, my stuff for, for like the earliest thing I can remember was opening like my playstation for like my fifth birthday and i didn't have a memory card Hmm. uh so for like i don't know how long like years maybe i just was (laughs) playing all my playstation games with no memory card and i was like i don't know like i can't i why do i have to start this game all over what is a memory card i'm five i I don't don't understand yeah keep it on forever so yeah, no, I would do that, but then I'd be I'd come home, I would be like, okay, well, I gotta go to like karate lessons or whatever, or we gotta go shopping. So I'll I'll just I'll turn off the TV, mm-hmm. you know, go do the thing, I come back, and I'm like, why is it off? What happened? And then one day, like the house we lived in was uh, very long, and uh, one day I saw at the end of the house where the PlayStation was, my mom turned it off. And I was like, no, <laughs> I played that game for like 10 hours. <laughs> it was like the first Harry Potter game or something on the PS1. And I was like, at the end, I never beat that game. But I we, had, like, we had stacks of bootleg, uh, like the, the knockoff memory cards. Mm-hmm. We used to buy, my dad used to buy them for like 10 bucks a piece. And it just was like, we just had stacks of them. So like, uh, my, this game, uh, this memory card. Okay. That's the uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. Okay. Like the multi-page ones or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How about how about you, Allison? While we're going down this memory. Oh gosh. Memory lane. I was just thinking about that. I feel. I mean, like the first games I really remember are like PC educational games back in sure. the day. So you know Fair stuff nice. like that. Um, Got like <laughs> Zumbinis or. Oh, I was. I loved Zumbini so much. Um, my my elementary school, when I lived in the country, there was only like one computer that could play Zumbinis, and everything else was Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, I, um, I mean, my my first console or that I got was my um, Game Boy Color, but I the first stuff I remember playing was 
educational games like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a busy town game I was real into. So, you know, real cool stuff that uh-huh. got me into interested yeah. in video games. Yeah, I, I Commander Keen. Commander Keen was cool. Okay, yeah. I, I had some pirate game and like you know edutainment and there was like a lamb chop game Mm. and there you know a whole bunch of random stuff like some tonka games where you're like building the streets and stuff what happened to sherry lewis oh from lamb chop yeah i don't know i don't know she she, she, they turned her into the new lamb chop doll or something i don't know Mm. uh Apparently, I I don't remember this at all. My mom says that I wanted an N64 for my fifth birthday, but my grandparents mm-hmm. got me a PlayStation instead. And I, I don't know how that happened. Who made that call? Like, was the person... Be a Sony boy. Was the person, uh, <laughs> we will you know, only raise a, a Sony boy. Yeah, um, we are a Sony household. Uh, but I don't know if that was like, a per, like the... You know, the person at the game store, like, you know, wherever they bought the thing was like, no, you should get the PlayStation or something. I don't I don't know what happened. I I, I got the N64 pretty um, as my first like actual like non handheld console. And I, I, I know I would have been just super insistent, like, no, I'm getting the Nintendo system, please. <laughs> I, Especially I since I was remember. like a, a Pokemon kid. So mm-hmm. I got my Game Boy after my PlayStation. Uh, like same year because we were doing like a flight to Florida for Christmas. So they're like, "Okay, you get here. Here is one of your presents early to keep you quiet on the plane." <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I um I was looking for uh it was Nintendo Power. Uh-huh. Uh, I was reading through Nintendo Power. I'm trying to find it now because uh, they uh, they released information about pocket monsters. I remember this mm-hmm. when I was uh, here we go. It was I think it was ninety October nineteen ninety nine. No, no, that was when it, that's when Pokemon Yellow came out. Yeah, it was like ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yes, and I remember it because I I went and I I found an, a Game Boy emulator. Um, this is right when the the internet was still new, mm-hmm. and it, so it was it was obviously tons of spyware, of course. But this is oh, my yeah. parents' computer, so I didn't care. Oh yeah, <laughs> you didn't know what that. spyware was. You're just like, oh, it's free. I just I accidentally clicked a few fake download links, but that should be fine. And you're just like, mm. yeah, exactly. Computer in Russian now. <laughs> Why are all there these weird pop ups all the time? So this is, I think, if I can paste it in here. I remember though that 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 this seeing this image, I've I've downloaded an emulator, and then I was like, okay, well now I have to figure out how to get Pokemon, and of course I got Pokemon, and it was a it was it was it was in complete Japanese, and I'm like, well this is how I have to play this now, and I figured yeah, out how, how to beat works. Pokemon. <laughs> I beat Pokemon entirely in Japanese. Considering I wow. was very bad at Pokemon when I first started playing Pokemon. I, I, I'm impressed because, like, when I first started playing Pokemon, I I just did the whole, oh, well, my starter's the only Pokemon that matters. Why bother leveling anybody else up? And so I think I either beat or just came close to beating Blue with just my uh, Venusaur. So. I, I just, I, I'm looking at the images now and it's like, 
there's these things called pocket monsters. They're invading the Japanese market. You should. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is the good oh, yeah. stuff. This is the good <laughs> stuff. I remember this. this I, is- Pokemon is another thing. Like, I don't know how I became aware of it. Like, like I think maybe it was the anime originally, and then I got the game. But I, this is like just complete shenanigans. I was, you know, I was five. I think I was five at the time, maybe six, but probably five. And Mother's Day was coming up. And I was like, oh, well, I know what I want to get my mom for Mother's Day. I want to get her Pokemon for my Game Boy. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> and my dad let that slide and was like, you he, sure? He wasn't like, no, maybe you should get her something, you know, else. Uh, no, yep, yep. So, like, my mom and I played some Pokemon together. Like, we did play together. Uh, but also, that like, that was my Pokemon. Like, I don't. I don't know how that happened. Maybe he like made it up on the back end. Was like, we'll we'll get like here's a, a real, real gift. <laughs> but then I was I was definitely like, oh, here's your gift for me. It's Pokemon, yay! <laughs> don't, you, don't you love it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice of her to like play with you though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like I think we started with a Charmander, and then somewhere around Lavender Town, I accidentally released it because I was like, free. What does that mean? And then it was gone i was like where's my charizard oh no <laughs> i can't beat this game <laughs> then i started over and i got like squirtle or bulbasaur and that was like the smart choice i definitely remember that 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 uh, pokemon pocket monsters was not the first game that i had figured out the like a, like just a few japanese terms i i think uh-huh well, there was a Final Fantasy that didn't come to America until way later. I think oh, it was like a lot of them. <laughs> I mean, like five or four. It wasn't like yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah and four that was came, one of the ones where I, five. Yeah, I think I, that was one of the ones I found an emulator for, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to figure this out." That's why I, I said, "Like I beat everyone." That one, I don't know what happened in that game. The story is remember. a little. I don't know, but I beat it. <laughs> I, I have I have written down somewhere in storage like little notebooks that are like these symbols equal potion. This one is oh, higher I potion. love that. That's that's yeah. cute. Yeah, wow, I'm trying you, to figure it out. And you didn't study Japanese at all after that. It's, I should have. I mean, obviously. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's a fun little trip down memory lane. Um, but I think we'll wrap this one up. We're we're not even at two hours barely. Yeah, uh, but yeah, sure that's one. that's okay. Uh, More time for can... me to go play some Famicom Detective Club. Oh, mm. uh-huh. we can find that missing air. Yeah, maybe I... maybe it's like the missing hair. I I lose hairs. <laughs> uh, Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us, Alex. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys, too. So, yes. Very fun. Uh, that is gonna be wrapping it up for episode 173 of the Gaming Fix podcast on May 22nd, 2021. I'm Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Electric Six song. You can f- find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Alex, where can people find you? Uh, I have, I ha- I'm one of the five people on the at SuperGG Radio Twitter. I think, uh, I think your podcast is bigger than ours at this point with our uh, regular members. I severely doubt that. <laughs> I think I think it's bigger <laughs> than yours because we have 
three people, two people that listen of our staff of people. And mm-hmm. you guys all like, I think all five of you listen, all seven of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that that doubles our numbers. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, all the gaming fix guys listened. That's good. <laughs> uh, and then um, my, my personal Twitter is uh, my last name uh, with a zero and then my first name. So it's uh, zero R O N A L E X. Okay, great. And uh, you got anything like fun coming up or anything extra you want to plug like streams or uh, the next, the, the things to look out for is our YouTube channel. We recently started things called uh, beta breakdowns. Uh, the betas okay. we talk about on our podcast, we're just doing like uh, almost like giant bomb quick looks doing mm-hmm. uh, like 20 to 30 minutes of just what those betas are and trying cool. to hype up those indie people and those developers. So. All right. Nice. I think the Allison. new one was, was a, was blade assault. Okay, cool. Blade Assault. That's uh as opposed to like gun assault. That'll be the mm-hmm. next one, right? Yeah, okay. Yep. Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y. Alright, and thanks to Jeff Davis at Stranger Peace for our music. And uh, uh you can find the podcast at Fix Podcasts and I believe a friend of the podcast, Chris Edgerton, is going to finally be getting his MLB The Show 21 review written. I think he managed to grind out the battle, the the battle pass, the the bat, the battle pass, bat hole pass. Yeah, Yeah, the the bat hole pass. Um, Why are we the? Why did you guys are the ones that came up with that? And that's not actually what it's called. I, I don't know. Maybe that is what it's called. I don't know. I think that they should pay you guys the big bucks. They should. They, yes, they should pay me the big bucks. I mean, I agree. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. Uh, or someone's wallet. I don't know. Uh, thanks for joining me. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. So long. Bye. GG. Stay wet. Stay wet, gamers. <laughs> Bye.